Hi, and welcome to LISD's Digital Dish. This podcast is hosted by Julia Frazier and Michael Vick, two of LISD's instructional technology facilitators. We will be discussing the latest digital innovations, dilemmas, and solutions for your classroom and more. We love Google, efficiency, and sharing information. Join us as we banter, debate, and discover the technology offerings of LASD and beyond. All right, here we go. Michael Vick here and... Julia Frazier. Oh my dun, gosh. Dun, dun. <laughs> and we're here with episode five of... The, the Digital, Digital Dish. Dish. <laughs> no, it was weird you said that because like, I really wasn't expecting to hear the word Frazier. I know. It's... A, it's an, as I've been saying Ugh. since we came back to work, new name who dis. Um, who dis? I, I got married over the summer. Woo-hoo! Yay! Um, to my well, my husband now, mm-hmm. Sean, um, who he's a teacher for Richardson ISD, and we got married in the Dominican Republic, and it was amazing. And then when they came back, they had a really awesome party. We and did. I went to the party. It was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah. Technically, my name is Solnick Frazier. I hyphenated because I've told Sean I've done a lot of really cool stuff as a Solnick, so I can't let go of my name. And he was like, that's cool. Um, You basically just signed up for a lifelong (laughs) struggle with a very long last name. Yes, that's really exactly what I did. Basically, I did. But um, of course, I'm just going by Frazier. Solnick Frazier's legal. Um, my email for the district is Solnick Frazier, and I changed my Twitter to J Solnick Frazier just to help people make the transition. But yeah. that was my exciting summer. I know that Michael traveled a lot this summer. I did, yeah. I went up to Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, two and a half weeks. So we had a short summer, you guys, I'm sure, are aware of. That we yes. had a short summer, <laughs> but uh, and and you know I was teaching a lot. We were doing a lot of Canvas training over yeah. the summer too, and so we took like two and a half weeks and we just went away as a family. It was awesome, which is super nice. And we got away from the heat, which is even nicer. Oh my gosh, we were in Florida when after our wedding, and it was like 88 degrees, and all the people were like, "Oh, how you how you handle in this heat?" And mm-hmm. I said, <laughs> "It's 109 in Texas right now. This is nothing." Awesome. You know, I was up when I was up. Up there you know sometimes when I go to like a different place I like to check out the homes in the area just to see yeah. how they're different right and first of all the homes in Wisconsin are like two hundred thousand dollars cheaper so if you're looking to get a cheaper home uh, go ahead and move to Wisconsin right but also <laughs> what was so weird is none of them had AC yeah like I was shocked I'm like you don't even just have it there just on those days and nobody did so it's like it must never ever be high uh, well, all my family's from New Jersey, and whenever we visit them during the summer, all their air vents are on the floor as opposed to the ceiling no. because they need the heat, and the heat rises, oh. so they have their vents on the floor. I never put that together. That totally need... makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Science. Neat. That is neat. Science. And today was a pretty big day for Vic. Yeah. He dropped his baby boy. My baby boy is no longer a baby boy. <laughs> he told me, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, I have to dress handsome today. Oh. Like, he's five and he's starting his first day of kindergarten. Which is so exciting. It's huge. It's huge. You know, I'm not going to, um, I didn't actually cry, but there was a moment where I felt like I was about to. The yeah. hug, the hug, the hug. The hug. <laughs> you know, I get down on my knees and I give him a hug and I, you know, 
but I'm, I'm kind of tearing up right now. I think let's move on. All right. So moving on. So Vic doesn't lose it here. Um, we're going to start and we're going to start talking about our exciting digital tool. And it is the word that has been on everyone's lips since the end of the school year. Oh, man. It is called Canvas. Of course, you guys knew we were going to talk about this. I think we mentioned it at the end of last year. You know, wait, hold up. Time out. Before we move on. I don't think we told them. This is the first day of school. It is. We are recording at 8.40 a.m. on the first day of school. Which is pretty exciting. We're, we've seen all the little ones get dropped off and all the medium-sized and big ones walking into their classroom. Yeah. <laughs> and all the teachers who worked super hard to get their classrooms ready. Like, this is where it starts to pay off. Yeah. So, uh, a moment of applause. Yeah. For all those teachers starting off the school year. Cause I think I might drop in some fake applause. That was sad. <laughs> that was a little... <laughs> our two applauses were a little uh, womp womp. <laughs> but uh, we are so appreciative for everything that you guys do for the kiddos. And as always, we're here to support you in whatever you need when it comes to digital learning. Yeah. So Canvas, this is, uh, you know, it's been going on for a while. I was, I was involved a couple years ago in like the Canvas pitch and uh, it's, it can do so much. Teachers have no idea. Some of them do, but most of them have no idea how much it can just transform your classroom and transform you as a teacher and then also transform your kids as learners. Like it, it, it can be a lot. It can be a lot. So we we're starting off this year. Um, we did I did like seventeen different trainings. How many did you do? Like twenty seven? Yeah, quite a, quite a few. <laughs> yes, and, and elementary teachers don't fret. Our time for Canvas will come. You guys all heard the the brief overview about it last year, but really Canvas right now is middle school and high school's moment to shine. Yeah. So so basically we're you know figuring out where all the problems are so that you guys don't inherit. And we're okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I could really get into like how Canvas is going to really help parents be more involved and just be more able to see what's happening in the classroom. And, but I, I want to talk a little bit about like all the things you can do in Canvas. We talked about how teachers set up a welcome page that's going to be universal. And we talked about how you can put in assignments and you can put them in on your calendar. And I think that's going to be a huge hit. Like, it really is difficult. I know a lot of schools still use the paper agenda planner thing. And, I mean, let's let's move into the correct century. You know, like, it's every student has an iPad. And if they don't have an iPad, then they have a phone. And also, maybe they need to be encouraged to get an iPad. I started off, like most teachers, just basically I taught my classroom the way I learned. You know, I just, let's do this assignment together. Let's do some group work. And I, I you know, I did a little bit of technology because I've always been pretty tech savvy. But... I wasn't really like making it part of my classroom. You know, on that SAMR model, I was just substituting. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't really doing a whole lot of augmenting. In your classroom, you can, you can put stuff in on your calendar and your parents can see all those things at one, at one time. And that's gonna be huge. As a student for organization, you know, from an organization perspective, just to see what they have coming up. And I think as a teacher, you can expect more once they get those organization things down. You know, yeah. it's even, you no longer have to focus your time on those kids who just, you know, throw that loose piece of paper in their bag. Right. The reality is when our kids leave high school, they will be engaging in some form of online learning in some way or fashion. Yeah. No matter what field 
kids go in, there is going to be that option for online learning. Even if they're going into a trade of some kind, there's online tutorials and online videos. So using something like Canvas is really going to help prepare those kids for that future and set them up for success on how to interact and be a successful learner using an online platform. But the, the fact of the matter is, if you don't learn how to do things like organize your calendar on an electronic device, you can go get a job and it's going to be a terrible job. You know, for, at least for now you can get a job. In the future those jobs may be a little bit more automated. But for now you can go get a job and it's going to pay terrible and you're not going to have benefits and you're not going to advance in the job until you learn how to do things, you know, with your technology. Mm -hmm. You know, even like my bug guy, like I... I, I, I was texting back and forth with him, we set up a date, he was looking at his calendar, and then I got an automated email from him telling the time and the date that he was coming. Like, just, that's my bug guy. If you'd asked him when he was, you know, in ninth to 10th grade, I'm, I'm hoping he didn't want to be a bug guy at that point. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe bugs are cool to some people. <laughs> right, but, maybe like, he had a passion for it. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he would have said something similar to what a lot of students are saying out there. It's like, when am I going to need this? Mm -hmm. You know, and... He's using it. He needs it. <laughs> right yeah. now. I, when I think about, that just reminded me of when we found our electrician. I used the app next door to okay. look for a recommendation from our neighborhood. You and can't then, even get a date without an app these days. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I texted and call, you know, called and texted with the, the owner's wife and set up the appointment that way. And like you were saying, it's a completely different world. Um, and technology definitely is in the forefront and using something like Canvas is going to only add another layer of support for our students. Yeah. So in the back of my mind, whenever we talk about a digital tool like Canvas and, be, and using it regularly in the classroom, I think about my campuses. I'm at Hedrick Middle School, Durham Middle School, and LLC, and a lot of those students for whatever reason are opting out of the iPad, have, leave it at home, it's broken, or whatever. And and that's teachers' concern too. Is that you know, I, if I want to do this, you know, this technology innovative lesson, half of my kids aren't going to have a device. And when I was in my classroom, that was the case initially too. But I found that the more I used it, the more those problems that kids had went away. You know, they it's like, oh, oh, you do have an iPad. Oh, you 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 went and got that fixed. Oh, interesting. Because now you can be a productive member of my class more than you would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just made it kind of annoying for them to not have their technology. And that was a pretty big difference maker. And every single time I have this conversation with some of my APs and some of my principals, they kind of, they get it. They're like, oh, wow, yeah. So it's like, where did it start? Did the, did the kids not have their devices or did the teachers not use technology? And it's like a sort, it's like a cyclical effect mm -hmm. you know to affect each other and like someone's got to change that cycle and it's got to be teachers because they're the adults mm -hmm. <laughs> yes true that <laughs> so you know we know it's going to be a big change for all of you secondary teachers as you're using canvas this summer i just graduated from grad school and my entire course program was online using canvas might i add and thankfully we have a whole team your secondary ITFs are. Oh, I'm pumped! I'm pumped about it. Like, I, there are so many things you can do in Canvas, and I cannot wait to basically get some teachers to help me be, you know, be guinea pig for me. Yeah. So I can just go and play play with Canvas in their classes. And 
we can all learn together. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited for when elementary starts using it as well. That's going to bring us in to our next little segment here. We're going to be talking a little bit about digital citizenship. It's time for a note about digital citizenship. Um, which I think is appropriate with our iPad deployments going on for our fourth graders. I know, and I know a lot of campuses that those first couple days of school, they talk a lot about digital citizenship yeah. and what it means and how to be a good digital citizen. And of course, there's the required digital citizenship courses for fourth, fifth, and seventh grade students, mm-hmm. which um, if you're needing to find the information on that those courses, if you go to departments on the LISD website, and then digital learning, and then digital citizenship, it will take you to all the resources for those courses that were put, put there um, by Jody Renfro. And I think um, you, can, you can also just talk with your librarian. Yeah. I know, I know at the secondary level, level librarians are kind of manning that. Mm-hmm. Your LMS is also a huge support for that. Um, but, you know, digital citizenship is super important. We have those required courses for, for fourth and fifth and seventh grade prior to them using their iPads. It's something that the teachers should carry out throughout the year. Those conversations about digital should be ongoing for students, not just something you touch on at the beginning of the year. I think kids are going to learn a whole lot more when you mention it when it's occurring. You know, they're, they're going to sit through some of those digital citizenship lessons and let things go in one ear and out the other just because, you know, they're human. It's not relevant yet. And so when they you know, when they actually start using it and they're like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't steal that picture or, you know, maybe I shouldn't say that thing to the person, you know, be a cyber bully. You know, it's when it becomes a little bit more relevant or it happens to them, they're going to be more likely to remember it. And that's true about everything. That's why real world lessons are so, it's so important. Absolutely. And, you know, what our Bright Bites data throughout the years have always shown that digital citizenship is low. We've always been kind of confused by that because it's not that teachers aren't talking about digital citizenship. But I think part of the problem is, is that when we talk about these things, we don't use the vocabulary associated with it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when I was a fourth grade teacher and I was talking to my kids about digital citizenship, I would say, hey guys, we're going to be using the internet today and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how to be safe online before we use the internet. And my vocabulary was safe online. I never once said digital citizenship because I just, that word's that phrase seems too cumbersome for my fourth graders. Well, I mean, it's fourth graders, too. Yeah. But if I had just said, we're going to talk to you about staying safe online, which is digital citizenship, then they would have associated staying safe online with digital citizenship. So just don't be afraid to use the correct vocabulary with your kids when it comes to digital citizenship. And, of course, fifth grade teachers, your digital citizenship artifact is due in your ePortfolio by December 7th, so something to keep in mind. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We're gonna have a moment with Michael. Sit back and relax. It's time for a moment with So um, something we're gonna bring up later as a district highlight is convocation, but one thing that I learned during convocation is that the district lost 700 students last year. That is a large number of students and 
I'm not going to turn this into a political debate, but um, I will say that you know there there's competition out there. You know there's there's some quality charter schools, some quality private schools in the area where parents can send their kids. And as a district, I think we have a whole lot more to offer as far as resources, intelligent work ethic of teachers, history of you know working hard and being successful. Parents need to see that. And it's sometimes hard to see when you have some negative attitudes. When a teacher is talking about their classroom and they're like, oh, I've got to go back to school and I'm not looking forward to it. I want my summer back. This is so early, you know, stuff like that. You're, you're taking away from the idea that you do have an opportunity to educate the future of America. That is something that I don't take for granted. I really enjoy it. I, and I think you can focus a little bit more on some of those positive things. Like, I finally get to see my kids. I can't wait. They're going to be so, what's my classroom dynamic going to be this year? What What are new, some new tools that I'm going to try in my classroom? You can focus on some of those things instead of, it doesn't have to be fake. If you're not, if you can't find anything, you know, to be excited about for the year, don't, maybe you don't need to be a teacher. There, I said it. You uh, <laughs> threw down the gauntlet there. I did. You know, I, I mean, really, like, yeah, I think there's, if you can't find something positive, then maybe you need to think about a different, a different path. Yeah. Because there's a lot to be positive about. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, just seeing those kids' faces and when they have an aha moment or uh, you have a particular impactful lesson. It just brings so much excitement yeah. to what you're doing. You know, I worked uh, one summer, I took a job at a charter school um, called the Can Academy. And it's a second chance charter, a very different mission than LISD. Basically, they just need to get the kids not on the streets and just pass, right? That was really hard for me because we didn't really have a whole lot of resources. It's basically just me and whatever I personally had that I could bring it. Like I was bringing in old phones and old iPads and stuff. Um, just just because I had to differentiate my lessons. You had so many different people at different levels. That was really hard for me. And when I came back to Louisville, it helped me appreciate the resources that I had and the opportunity that I had to give these kids. And so it, it's more than just like just being excited because you're a teacher and that's exciting. Like it's exciting to be a teacher in LISD. And I, and I think that is huge. Like you can, there's so many resources and pe you know people and a lot of experience and administration that supports you and and you know learning a teaching department. Like that's not even in existence in the Acan Academy. The whole you know, where we are in the learning and teaching department. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know that's just awesome stuff that Louisville has that really a lot of other districts don't have. Mm -hmm. I you know have lots of friends that are teachers working in a lot of various school districts and I am very proud to be a part of LISD because just some of the stories I've heard from other districts and things like that always make me say wow I'm really lucky to be a part of Louisville. There's a really popular charter school in the area that I'm not going to say out loud that everybody knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> Starts with an F, ends with an Ounders. <laughs> I was looking at Facebook at some posts, and somebody was considering, should I send my kid to Founders or should I send my kid to Louisville? And they said that, and somebody came on, and they're like, oh, both both of them are great educations. The thing I like most about Founders is that they don't allow technology. That I mean, that was, and I'm like, what? Yeah. We just spent like 25 minutes talking about how technology is the future, and it's going to help you prepare. And I'm yeah. like, that made no sense to me at all. I mean... I get technology can be a distraction if you let it. Yeah. I just think if that's the reason why you want to go to Founders, then that's a pretty poor reason. 
Agreed. Agreed. Hmm. Interesting. It was, I, I was like, <laughs> I almost screenshot it so I could show Shut you. Shut up. What is going on in LISD? It's time for a district I've and so for a final little segment here, we're going to be talking about our district highlight, which is something that if you're an employee of LISD, you all had an opportunity to go to, and that was convocation. I love when we do our district-wide convocation. It's really cool to have all the employees in the district in one place at one time so that you can look around and see all the people that really made an impact on on the students or who you work with and might not get to see your feeder pattern you know my kids are going to this middle school and then this high school or vice versa my kids came from here Um, it's so cool and I just want to give a huge shout out to communications for those Mm. videos they produced for convocation did you are you gonna mention the fact that I was in one of the videos oh yes Vic did have a starring background role mm-hmm. in one of the videos. I said hi. <laughs> Those videos were so inspirational were cool. and so fantastic. And I'm not going to lie, I may have shed a tear or two in some of them. It really just reminded us why we're here and what we do, what we do. You know, it's funny. Like, I was listening to, the, to those videos and watching them, and I'm like, wow, this is kind of emotional. I bet Julia is breaking down. <laughs> I did. I was crying. I turned to Nancy and I said, why am I crying? Like, I, I actively thought that in the moment. I'm like, wow, Julia's breaking down. There's they no way. They were so great. They were really good. And so I hope you guys all enjoyed Convocation. Shout out to Professional Learning, who helps organize it, or who does organize it, I believe. The buses, I was afraid about because I, I'm like, buses but it ended up the drum line in the band yeah (laughs) gotta thank them (laughs) yes the drum line in the band the buses ended up going really smoothly i loved seeing drum line and band from all feeder patterns working together choir or fine arts or performing arts from all feeder patterns working together it's a really unique opportunity to just all come together and celebrate why we're here and what makes lasd so great and we can listen to the same message, you yeah. know, and, and be part of the same mission, the same vision. So cool. I hope you guys all enjoyed it as much as we did. Dr. Rogers sent out all those videos via links. I know I filed them away from whenever I'm having a rough day. I can kind of look back at those videos and say, ah, this did, is why I'm here. Did you really do that? Yeah. Wow. I put them in a special file <laughs> in my email. <laughs> Oh, see, I just go search my email. I don't even. <laughs> I file my email. Good job. Good job. Um, anyway. No, you said you file all your emails, so I was pointing oh, out yeah. that I have 1,077 emails. Yes. I don't file it away. I file away my emails, and Vic over here has 1,077 unread emails, which what? is giving me a heart attack. I'm 100% cutting that part out. No, don't. <laughs> He better not. Anyway, we really appreciate you. Wait, let's talk about what, what the podcast is going to look like this year. Oh. Want to do that? Sure. Right. So we we met with kind of the people who allow us to do this podcast, and uh, we think we're going to ramp it up this year. We're going to we're going to try to do some more podcasts. Um, but it is hard for Julie and I to get together a lot because she's elementary and I'm secondary, and we're in, we're basically supposed to be in different places most of the time. Yep. We're going to try to do as many podcasts together as we can, but when we can't, we're going to have either one of us will be here, and then we'll have a, co- a guest co-host. Yes. Yep. 
and uh, we're going to try to do like, you know, 15 of them ish this mm-hmm. year to, you know, give or take what time we're allowed to spend on it. Yep. But, so we're really hoping to bring you some more timely podcast realness this yeah. year. We had a dream and we went for it. So um, we're going to hopefully ramp it up and bring you some great yeah. stuff this Make year. Make some t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts has a t-shirt that says friend of the pod and it always makes me laugh. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. We can do that. So. That's not big yet. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for joining us for our first day of school, our back to school episode. Mm. And we'll catch you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.